Hey kids, the program you're about to listen to contains some adult situations, adult language, themes, and other adult topics. If you're easily offended, this show's not for you. Casbo Rants. Holy shit, fuck, are you shitting me? No fucking way, you've lost your fucking mind. Sweet mother of Christ, what's wrong with you? No, fuck shit, son of a damn it. Get over it, unfucking believable Casba rants, let's go. Hey, you crazy motherfuckers, welcome back to another Casba's rant. I'm Cole, I'm the part of Casba that rants. Here I am, imagine that. This is season two, episode 56. It's important since the last time, the last one, I fucked that completely up. But this is episode 56, season two. Hey, real quick, a quick shout out to our paid sponsors, Smart Swingers Read. Don't forget to check out asnlifestylemagazine.com. Check them out today. Over 3 million readers can't be wrong. Also, don't forget, flipoffgear.com. Get all your fuck you gear needs and accessories. They do custom shirts. Visit our good friends at flipoffgear.com. Just in time for the holiday season. Nothing says happy holidays, Merry Christmas, like a big fuck you. So there you go. So... Uh, we're here, we're talking, we're ranting, we're ready to roll a little bit. So this week, this week my rant is a little bit different. Sometimes my rants are angry. <laughs> Sometimes my rants are motivated to to hit a point and to really make people think. And a lot of times I use my rants kind of like a two by four of words to slap people upside the head to get them to figure out what the fuck is going on. But sometimes my rants can be deeper, and that's kind of where I'm at tonight. You see, my question, my my rant, my thought, my idea that I'm going on tonight is, how does the lifestyle, how does it fit into your regular life? <clears throat> and I know right now that doesn't make any sense. Um so let me give you the backstory of why I'm pondering this. Obviously, we put on big events. We put on a crazy winter nights coming up this January. We put on uh, crazy summer nights. We do things. We do sponsorships, and we offer sponsorships to both lifestyle and vanilla businesses, uh, businesses owned by lifestyle people, or just businesses in general. And it it always it always intrigues me because. When we do these things, we are trying to offer up a unique opportunity. And the demographics say swingers are the people that, that you used to advertise to. Their age, their income, all those things, what, what you should do. But there's always this huge hesitation to to advertise your, your or to have your vanilla world obviously intersect. And, and, and I, I just... I often wonder if we, how many times we think about where where really does a lifestyle fall in our real life? Uh, I just saw today there was an article coming out. There's a judge in Kansas who, uh, right before the report was filed, he was on uh, C for uh, C, C P uh, website, Swinger website, um, and he was uh, hooking up with his wife, uh, this other guy's wife. They were, you know, both. The other one married her husband, got pissed off, reported these pictures to the bar association, and now there's this there's this huge issue because obviously here was a judge, even though he just retired, 
that was a swinger and on a swinger page and that, that that tied right in with my other thought process of what where does where does the line stop where where is the real life versus swinger fantasy world where does it stop where does it intersect and how do we keep it separate and I, and and I think that this is a, a relevant conversation to have because the the way you see things with swinging now in the lifestyle in general is there's a lot of people out there that are trying to make it mainstream. There's a lot of people, you know, companies, whatever, that are trying to make it mainstream. People that believe it should be mainstream. There's a lot of people that believe the exact opposite. It should never be mainstream. It never will be mainstream. There are people that can drift in and out of the lifestyle world very, very easily. You know, Friday, Saturday night, the lifestyle is life. And, uh, you know, Sunday through Thursday, the lifestyle doesn't exist. And, and then there's some points in between of that. And so so where does it fall and why is it important? Why, why does it matter? Why do we need to have this discussion? Well, first let's ask the reason why. The reason this discussion is so important is that if you don't have an opinion of where the lifestyle should be or where it should fall in your life, then you're kind of making, it's a makings for disaster. You have to know your boundaries. You have to set hard limits of certain things in your life. Where does this stop? Where does this start? The more you blur lines, the better chance you have of an unintended unintended outing, a misunderstanding, uh, or whatever. So you have to have set parameters. And sometimes in life, it, you have to make those hard choices, those hard edges. This is where it stops. It goes no further. And and so one, you have to have that understanding. You have to be on the same page if you're playing with a, a spouse or a significant other, that you're both on the same page. And then you also have to look at it in terms of events you go to, you, you know, what kind of relationships. How do you how do you deal with people outside of the lifestyle that are, that are other swingers, whatever, when you see them in real life. These, it's all it's a little shit, but it, it makes a huge difference. Because look, here first let's look at this. If you're in the lifestyle for any length of time, like a single event, you're going to have the potential to run into people you know. I mean, we talk about this. What do you do when you run into to swingers or to people from your vanilla life at a swinger event? But here's the bigger question. What do you do when it's the exact opposite? Role reversal. What do you do when you run into swinger friends in your vanilla world? Because honestly, that's more challenging. What do you do? What do you do when you go to a swinger event and then that Sunday you go to church and you see a couple from the swinger party there? Or you go to a doctor's office and recognize a nurse or a doctor? Or in a court and recognize a lawyer or a judge. How do you respond? What do you do? Do you do anything? Do you panic? Do you run away? Do you sweat? Do you act awkward? Or not? See, I'm going to pose a lot of questions that are, are more hypothetical questions. Questions you have to answer yourself. But things to think about. 
The bigger challenge in this is not necessarily seeing people at a swinger or a lifestyle event. It's the other way around. What do you do at parent-teacher conferences or first day of school when you walk in to meet your teacher, your, your kid's new teacher, and holy shit, you fucked her? Or you want to fuck her? Or you've seen her fuck up other people? Or she's fucked your wife? Or he's fucked your wife? Or whatever? We know people that this has happened. We know people that went, took their kid to a little league team, and guess who the coach was? Somebody from the lifestyle. But you have to have your views and opinion of, 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 of what, where does, where are the hard lines of what you think the lifestyle should be? There's a new trend, and there's a lot of people that can do this. They have friends, very, very good friends outside of the, their, their swinger friends that carry over into their personal life. Their families intertwine and, and uh, are together outside of the lifestyle events. So basically, they have the ability, there, there's the fun sexy times, and then there's fun vanilla times. And how do you do that? How how do you how do you uh, intertwine families if you don't want every part of the family to know? Is that something you want to do? Is that good? Is that bad? And the reason that we throw some of these questions out there just like that, who's to say? No, no one. I can't tell you if it's good or bad. Only you know that. Only you and the people you're involved with. And how do you have that conversation? Is is a right right now? Okay, so let's look at some numbers first. Right now, the estimate, and that's all they can do is an estimate. Okay, the estimate is there's about 12 million swingers in the U.S. As close as they can tell. So that's a small percentage of the population. First of all, the, the the lifestyle is never going to become truly mainstream. I know there are some people that think that it could be or should be as accepted as uh, the uh, gay, lesbian, and trans movements. Uh, it's not going to be. You know, it's just not. Look, being in the lifestyle, whether that's BDSM and a kingster, a poly relationship, a swinger, uh, a nudist, whatever, that's not a DNA situation. That's not that's not a that's not the fact that that you are pre-programmed something that's out of your control to have certain feelings and emotions. That's not how this works. It is a choice to fuck other people. Okay, so let's let's just lay that directly out there and be honest about that. So with that being said, it's never going to be truly mainstream. And 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 my personal opinion is people need to wake up to that. I think that Yes, does it suck that there are people out there running around that are playing the morality police? Yes, there are. But look, the people that are running around being the morality police are the same fucking people that are going to run around and say that two homosexual men should not be able to have anal intercourse. Really? I, I mean, you know, you, you, you have to discount that, those types of idiots, okay? Does it suck? Yes, but... There's always going to be confusion. There's always going to be something that is, if you don't, if, if the lifestyle is not for you, you can't understand it. You just can't. You're, you're never going to be able to go, well, you know, it's what they like to do. So go for it. Because it makes so no sense to you. It's not even funny. So we need to have an understanding that, you, that we can't make the lifestyle, lifestyle mainstream. It will never happen. We can be on all the shows. We can try to 
stop the stereotypes. We can do classes and educate, and, and, and our numbers may grow, but it will never reach mainstream status. And the one thing we should all know is that's okay. We need to come to the realization that swinging is not for everybody. We don't want everybody in the lifestyle, for one. And it's not for everybody. And we need to be understanding of that. But at what, at what point in time, what, what do you want the lifestyle to be? That really is a question. Is the lifestyle, and see now I'm jaded. I'm, I'm, I'm not jaded. That's not what I'm looking for. I am, uh, I'm biased because my business, I, I do the lifestyle full time. We have this podcast. We have Casba or Crazy Truth. We have um, Full Swap Shop, and we have Full Swap Radio Network. So, our Casba Inc. Our business is lifestyle. So I live it on a day to day basis. But there's still parts of it. It's still not out there everywhere. There's still to a degree of secret. But it, it's not. If I wanted to make this to be just like our dirty little secret, we're we're well past that. That's not an option. But but what do you want it to be? Is the lifestyle going to be something that you are openly living because it is who you are, what you're about, and you know what? You'll use it as an opportunity to educate people if they question it, and if they don't like it, move on? Or do you want it to be a kinky, dirty little secret? Do you want it to be something exciting you just do on your weekends? The part that amazes me, people say they want to have both. Oh, but we don't want our kids to know. Well, why? Why not? If what we're doing is not bad, not wrong, you don't feel bad about it, you don't feel dirty, whatever, why is it wrong if your kids know? I'm not advocating run and tell your fucking 10-year-old that, hey, guess what, we have sex with other people. But what about our adult children? See, we I pose these questions because I, I truly believe that one of the challenges we have in the lifestyle, in the adult alternative lifestyle, not just swingers, but but kinksters and, and, and nudists and poly and the whole nine yards, is that we as individuals can't figure out what we want to be or where we're comfortable or not comfortable with. And so in turn, we give ourselves away more than we need to be. We stress about it more than we need to be, or we don't are not vigilant enough about maintaining what we want it to be secretly. That that we want to we want to say that the lifestyle is just about fucking or just about a scene or a hookup or whatever but it's not it's deeper than that there's a reason we talk about it all the time there's a reason why when we do uh, events fundraisers or ask for help you always get a better response from lifestyle community than you do your vanilla friends as a general rule because there's a different bond there but if we're not willing to address what we want it to be or how we want it how we want it to be or what part of our lives we want it to be visible in, what we end up doing is creating a degree of uneasiness, a constant fear, if you will. You see, the lifestyle, in my opinion, would be so much more fun. If you go out with another couple and every time you turn around... 
you're, or every time you say anything or anytime anybody makes a joke or when somebody comes up and says hi and you're like, oh my God, I'm with other people and they're going to ask me, how do I know them? And it becomes a stressor. Is that really what you want the lifestyle to be? That's not saying that it has to be, oh, by the way, these are our swinger friends. I'm not saying that. But if we've had the conversation, I guess it, it comes back to me, communication. If we've had the conversation of what our comfort level is, if if Miss Amanda and I have had that conversation, if you and your significant other have had that conversation, then you're going to know how to handle situations as they come up. And it's not going to be stressful. It's not going to be this, oh, my God, you know, nudge, 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 look, oh, across the room, three, they're coming this way, son of a bitch. Remember those people? They were at the party. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Or, oh, my God, those people, oh, those those people, do we go up and say hi or do we not say hi? Oh, what do we do? I firmly believe that we put more thought into the deeper parts of the lifestyle that will enhance our experience within the lifestyle. If we take away things that cause nervousness, anxiety, angst, um, awkwardness, it opens the door to allow those things to be replaced with relaxation, comfort, enjoyability. And that's ultimately the goal. It, it, it's, it's funny because we have so many secret signs of a swinger. And, and our group does them. We do the black rings with the upside-down pineapples, the black rings, certain color gnomes, certain color rocks, all these things. And... and, and what I truly believe it does is it promotes the stereotypes and the fear that the rest of the world has about life, about swingers. Think about this. The average person, when you start saying there's a secret symbol or something has a secret meaning, meaning that makes people feel uncomfortable. What else does? Look, we, we live in a world where some people will not like someone because they speak a different language. Oh my God, I can't understand them, so I, they have to be talking about me. And when you talk about that kind of a fear factor in society, what do you think it says to people when they find out there's secret meetings, like secret meanings of things like black rings or upside down pineapples or whatever? Wouldn't it be great if it was one of those things that we could just be ourselves, not necessarily make it mainstream, but we didn't have to have all these all these secret symbols to know. I, I, again, I, and, and how, you know, the secret symbols are so you can find out without actually asking and possibly outing yourself, and I get all that. But if the if the lifestyle could get on the same page for just just a little bit. And, and and understand how we're going to greet people, how we're going to how we're going to deal with it when we see swingers in our real life or, or or where our life is. Look, we can control a lot of what happens to us by our body language and how we how we approach things. But we, we choose not to. We we choose to not tackle those those questions, that thought process until we're faced with it. Why? Why? Why do we do tornado drills? Why do we do? Why did they used to do bomb drills? Why did they do? Why? Why do we do those things? 
we do those so that we're prepared when it happens. So then why in the lifestyle do we not have the conversation with our spouse to know what level of societal knowledge we're comfortable with? I mean, seriously. You're going to go to an event. Crazy Winter Nights is a great example of this. It's a formal. It's a formal event. It doesn't scream swinger at all. There will be people, I will get asked about people being able to come in back doors, other ways around so that no chance of somebody seeing them in the front. And that's fine. But why? At what point in time do we make a decision to have an understanding of, of, of what our comfort level is and then not going outside of it? At what point in time do we practice and be prepared for the situation of running into somebody from the lifestyle in the vanilla world? Why would we not? This rant was designed not not to... There's no answers out of this rant, which is really funny. Usually I have a definitive, like, this is the purpose. And this is kind of a wandering rant. I'll, I'll give you that. Some of you are going to go, this was the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever heard. But it's the philosophical point of the lifestyle. That is the, the degree of, as you advance in anything in life, you reach from a very basic physical, very basic concepts to more advanced deep thought sorts of moments. And that's what this is. What I'm challenging you with this rant is what is what, what deeper thought have you done with this? This is a huge thing. You're talking about having sex with other people. You're talking about the most mature type of hobby in the world. It deserves more thought than just a fancy Friday night I've got a boner. So I'm challenging you. What deeper thoughts do you have about the lifestyle? What what ramifications do you want? What anything? Really at this point anything. What type of deeper conversations have you and your significant other had about the lifestyle? Or is it just the rudimentary are you going to fuck them? I truly believe if you want to avoid pitfalls of the lifestyle, take a moment. Take a drive home somewhere or drive to and have that deep thought conversation. Hell, it might be kind of fun if nothing else. I'm not saying every event needs to be something deep and meaningful, but it, just the thought process. Open your mind. Grow yourself. Do something different. Think further than just your genitalia. Think further than your genitalia to make the lifestyle better. Think further to make your experiences more intense. Think better and further to have a higher enjoyment of a hobby. If you'll do that, who knows? The cloud's the limit. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed this crazy rambling rant. But as I've said it once, I'll say it again, and you'll hear it all times over and over again. This rant is over.